Parenting is often lived in the extremes. It's either great joy or chaotic overwhelm. In one moment you're nailing it and the next you're losing your cool. I want to help you find your way to the messy middle, to a place of balance. You see, balance is a verb, not a state of being. It is a thing you do, not a thing you are. It is an action, a process, a series of micro-corrections that you make each and every day to keep yourself feeling centered. We are never truly balanced. We are engaged in the process of balancing. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Froyan, and this is the Balanced Parent Podcast, where overwhelmed, stressed out, and disconnected parents go to find tools, mindset shifts, and practices to help them stop yelling at the people they love and start connecting on a deeper level, all delivered with heaping doses of grace and compassion. Join me in conversations that will help you get clear on your goals and values and start showing up in your parenting, your relationships, your life with open-hearted authenticity and balance. Let's go. Hello, everybody. So today we are going to be talking about play with our kids. So many of you I know have been joining me in my 30 days of play challenge and we're having a lot of fun doing that. And I'm so glad that you've been in there. And in the challenge, we're entering the last 10 days and those 10 days are completely dedicated to taking intentional, decisive action in our children's play to bring about more fulfilling play with our kids. And so the first action that I'm asking you to take that's happening today is spending 10 minutes with your kids playing. And I wanted to offer this as kind of a supplement to that. But even if you're not doing the challenge, there's stuff here for you. So we hear all the time as parents about how important play is for our kids, that it's one of the ways that they express themselves. It's one of the ways they process the things that happen to them and their thoughts and their feelings. And it's one of the most powerful ways they learn about themselves and about their environment and about their relationships that they have with people. And playing with our children, giving them the gift of our mind mindful, intentional presence during that play is so wonderful. It helps build our connection and our relationship with our kids, and it really is giving them a gift. Well, there's a few things that get in the way of really playing intentionally and in a present way with our kids. One, as parents, we often have so many things weighing on our mind. Um, We have the house to take care of, meals to prep. We often have more than one child to take care of. We have other relationships with friends and families and with our partners. We might have work outside the home that's also weighing on our minds. And we have a lot of hats that we wear. And in order to be available emotionally and kind of mentally for play with our children, um, it can be really hard to shift those hats away and drop into the present moment with play for our kids. And so I wanted to give you five tips today that can allow you to enjoy playing with your kids more and let them get the most out of that time that you have with them. And it doesn't have to be a lot of time, just 10 minutes a day really is can be transformative to a parent-child relationship. The other thing that I think can be hard for parents is that we often have forgotten how to play with our kids. By the time 
when we come home after a long day at work or the kids come home after a long day at school, we find some of the play that they want to do tedious or not so interesting to us. And I'm not advocating that we kind of just always do what they want and always play their way and make ourselves completely available in that way. I, I think it's really important to be authentic with our kids and let them know if there's a play, a game that we don't prefer to play. But taking just 10 minutes where you kind of put your adult agenda aside and you really stay present with your kids and let them lead the play, that I think we can do. I think anybody can do anything for 10 minutes, right? And so if we just kind of focus in on it, just this 10 minutes and for this 10 minutes, we're going to be present in this specific way, we can usually make it through that. But I do have a few mindset shifts that I wanted to share with you today that I think that will make that easier for you. Okay, so the first one that I wanted to talk about with you is if when you're getting ready to have this 10 minutes of special playtime with your kids, really clear your schedule and clear your mind. This is not the time for multitasking. This is not the time for checking Facebook. It's not the time to be worrying about dinner burning on the stove. Really clear your schedule. Be really intentional about when you decide to have these 10 minutes and make sure that you are available for those 10 minutes. Now, lots of us have multiple kids at home and there maybe is even just one of us with those kids during the day. And if that's the case, finding a time where the other children can be occupied. The benefits of having this dedicated, intentional, mindful, present play outweigh what you might need to do to get that time with each one of your kids. So maybe that means you can do it during nap time for if it's with an older child and a younger one is napping. Maybe you watch a show for 10 minutes. They get to play 10 minutes of games on the iPad so that you can get that 10 minutes with this one child so they can get that benefit. Um, and then you can rotate through and get all of your kids that benefit. I know that it's hard to make that happen sometimes, but it's really important that you make time and when you do it, that you clear your schedule. And it's also super important that you clear your mind. So kids know when we are mindfully present with them. They can tell when we're distracted. And it sends a very clear message to them that they are not as important as whatever it is that's distracting us. And we all have things that distract us. We all have important things weighing on our mind. I'm not asking you to be this perfect parent who's mindfully present. What I'm asking you to do is practice playing with your kids in as a form of mindfulness. So yes, you will get distracted. Little thoughts will break their way in. And rather than being harsh with yourself, or allowing yourself to be pulled down the river of those thoughts, bring your focus back to your play and really mindfully go into that play with your child with the intention of I'm going to be fully present here and I'm going to engage in this play as a mindfulness practice and I'm going to exercise those muscles. And so that's the first one, clear your schedule and clear your mind, all while knowing that you can't actually ever clear your mind, but it's the practice of clearing it. That is what's helpful. And so then the second one is to get into the right mindset. So I want you to approach playing with your kids from this place of where you are going to spend these next 10 minutes just absolutely marveling at what they're doing with their time, at the play that they're doing. You're going to get super curious. You're not going to judge them. You're going to kind of think everything that they do is fascinating. So you're going to slip into this mindset of really looking and watching and seeing them with excitement and eagerness in you. It doesn't matter what you're playing. It doesn't matter if what you're playing is the game you would choose to play or if it's some monotonous, tedious thing. There's this one game that my four-year-old wants to play with me over and over and over again. And it's a really tedious game, but there is something that she must be getting out of it. 
to keep her coming back to it over and over again. Or maybe it's simply the emotions that she senses within me of kind of wanting to avoid it, that that is interesting to her or concerning to her. And so she requests that play over and over again. And I find that when I fully go into it with the mindset of I'm going to be fully present and I'm going to enjoy every moment of it. We play it once and then she's done. And she says, okay, bye mom. And she goes, skips off and plays independently for a couple hours. And so really bringing that presence with you and that sense of like, you can't get enough of this. This is going to be fascinating and wonderful. And it's going to be heartwarming and it's going to fill their cup and it's going to fill yours coming with it with that attitude rather than one of tiredness or resentment or kind of a, this is something I know I'm supposed to do or something I have to do, but something rather than something that you're eager to do. So those are the two kind of mindset things. And you know me, I always start with mindset. It's the most important thing to shifting. But then I want to also give you five things to our mindset. And the last three are actual things you can do during the play to make it more meaningful for the kid, more fulfilling for the child. So lots of parents think that they are doing child-led play, but our own adult lens and our own agendas often get in the way of allowing children to be truly child-led in their play when we are involved in it. We get in the way a lot. And the thing is, is that kids don't need us. Their intuition and their play pushes them exactly where they need to go. And if we start kind of getting in the way of it, it's not as fulfilling for them. And it's not as healing. It doesn't help them process in the way that they need to. So if you're wanting to truly be child-led and let the play that you're doing with them be child-led, these three things will help you. So the first one is to start off with narrating. You're sitting back and all you're really doing is noticing and observing and staying engaged by narrating what they're doing. Oh, I see that you're dressing that doll in those clothes. You have a smile on your face. You must be happy about that oh and now the doll is getting into the car Mm -hmm. yeah they're getting in the car and it's tempting to say something like I wonder where they're going and that question directs the child that question shifts the child out of what they were doing and think about their play in a different way maybe that doll was getting in the car to go nowhere maybe they didn't have a plan but now all of a sudden we've communicated that they do that they needed to have a plan so really working hard to quiet our questions, our thoughts, our judgments, our labels, whether they're positive or negative, and simply stay in a place of observation and narration is a wonderful way to start being involved. And then the next one is to avoid correcting or judging what they're doing. So if they're using a toy in an unconventional way, or if they're playing a game in a way that they're not supposed to, or maybe that you think is wrong, or if they're bringing things in that are doing something that maybe in reality, it can be hard to hold back and avoid correcting them. Or maybe they're stacking a tower and it keeps tumbling and they're getting frustrated. It's super tempting to come in and say, you need to flip this block over and then it'll work. But doing so when we are correcting in their play, we send them a really clear signal about what we think about their competence and our trust in them to be able to figure those things out. Now, there's certainly is room for helping our kids in their play, but only when they ask us to. Sitting back and waiting is such a hard skill and avoiding correcting them is part of that but it's an important skill. So the third one was to narrate and the fourth one was to really learn how to avoid correction and how to kind of hold that back and bite your tongue. Because when we start correcting and we start kind of getting involved, we get in the way and it becomes no longer child-led. So that was number four. And number five, I've kind of talked about a little bit, but you need to wait to be invited into the play. 
So if you are going to play school with your daughter or family with your son and you're getting it in and you're coming in and you're sitting down and playing and you say, okay, should I be the baby or should I be the mommy? Do you want to be the teacher or should I be the teacher? You're giving them ideas. You need to wait to be invited into the play and be given a role, the role that the child sees you playing. So at first you start off with narrating and you wait and you wait until you're invited in. And then you allow them to be the director of the play. You give them the power to really choose where you are and how you are involved. When I'm doing this type of play with my kids, I even use a stage whisper, asking them for direction. Like, okay, so maybe they'll say, okay, so you're going to be the mommy dragon and I'm going to be the baby dragon. And you're going to do this and I'm going to do this. Okay. So we're going to do that. And I say, what should we do next? What should I do next? What should I say? Like that. And they'll tell me and then I'll say it out loud in the game. And I just checked in with my seven-year-old on that yesterday. And she told me she loves it when I do that because then the game goes exactly how she was planning and she doesn't have to redo anything. (laughs) So waiting to be invited in and letting them direct the play and just being an assistant there. It's almost as if you are a living doll for them in this play. And that when they need you, they'll call you in and tell you what to do. And then once you're done, once that piece of it is done, you can sit back and go back to narrating and observing and wait again to be invited. So you kind of cycle through those three. And these things that I'm talking about are things that help your child in their play or joining children in their play to really help direct the atmosphere of your home. Parents have this beautiful power to bring our families along with us. We can set the tone, the emotional environment and tone of the family. And play is a really great way for us to have that power. And one of the really amazing things is how connection is such a big piece of this. And that connection is built in this play, the type of play that we're talking about today. And so just to recap the five tips, one, when you're getting ready to start your play session with your kids, clear your schedule and start working towards clearing your mind so you can be fully present. The second one um, is to really get into the right mindset where you are eager and curious about what you're going to see in this play. And your goal is to enjoy being with your child. You don't have to enjoy the play in order to enjoy your time with your child. Then number three is to narrate through non-judgmental observation. You don't have to extend anything. You don't have to come up with any ideas. You're just kind of saying gently what's going on. Four is avoiding correction. Whatever your kid is doing during their play, as long as it's not hurting anybody or anything, is totally fine. And then five is to wait, wait to be invited. And once you've been invited, allow your child to be the director. Okay, so that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. All right, bye. Okay, so thanks for listening today. Um, Remember to subscribe to the podcast. And if it was helpful, leave me a review. That really helps others find the podcast and join us in this really important work of um, creating a parenthood that we don't have to escape from and creating a childhood for our kids that they don't have to recover from. And if you're listening, grab a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so that I can give you a shout out Um, and definitely go follow me on Instagram. I'm at Laura Froyan PhD. Um, That's where you can get a behind the scenes look at what balanced conscious parenting looks like in action with my family. And plus I share a lot of other really great resources there too. All right. That's it for me today. I hope that you keep taking really good care of your kids and your family and each other, and most importantly of yourself. And just remember balance is a verb and you're already doing it. You've got this.